Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Uh, it's, it's been a really fun time for us in the tennis world. So many cool events going on. The premier ATP Masters event in Madrid is obviously taking up a lot of the professional attention this week. But for us at Cracked Rackets, we are so excited because the NCAA Round of 16 is upon us. As we've mentioned, if you've been listening to our stuff, it's a little bit different this year. They're playing all of the Round of 16 matches in one weekend. The teams that win will advance to the quarterfinal rounds and it's all being hosted at one site in Orlando. Joining me today to preview his Round of 16 match and talk about his time in the game of tennis, he is a... 2017 Wimbledon Boys Doubles Champion, the runner-up at the 2017 U.S. Open Junior Championship in singles. He was ranked the number one junior in the ITF, and of course, he is a successful now sophomore at Stanford. Axel Geller, welcome to the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is an absolute thrill. Not often I get to talk to a Junior Slam champion, so believe me when I say uh, the pleasure is mine. Um, but I I, I want to ask you, you know, you guys obviously have a successful weekend last weekend. You guys get wins uh, 4-0 over Fresno State, 4-0 over UCSB. In general, how, how are you and the team feeling headed into this uh, round of 16 match? Um, we're all really excited. Um, we, played the, we played Virginia last indoors, which is like the second most important tournament of the year. So we're not trying to lose to them twice in the most, <laughs> two most important tournaments of the year. Um, I heard I heard you guys predicted us um, to lose. That's going to be a tough <laughs> one. Hopefully we don't. Um, we're all really excited to be here. We actually really like the conditions here. It's a really nice spot. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. We're excited. Well, first of all, let me just say I am flattered that you uh, that my prediction made it to your ears. That means a lot to me. Uh, it wasn't anything personal. I've been riding with No, my... no. We were, yeah, we just found it funny yeah no of course and that's why uh, we are we really appreciate getting to talk to you because i would love to hear the other perspective you know for you guys this year uh it's a different season than last season you guys do return a lot of players from last year's roster but obviously you guys lose tom fawcett such a successful career uh during his time in college uh, but you're 19 and six heading into this tournament. You guys have a ton of confidence, obviously. Um, just again, in general, building up to this moment in the season, uh, what have you thought so far? How's this year been going for you guys? Um, I think it was. Uh, we obviously lost uh, not only Tom but also David and Eric Bamba, which were all uh, starters. Obviously, Tom was our number one player, but Bamba down the stretch didn't lose much um david was also rock solid down at five i think he played last year um so we lost a ton of good players so we we didn't really know what to expect coming in and then i think uh two of our freshmen really stepped stepped up had a good season so far um mostly towards the beginning and then then they picked it back up now so yeah so we're looking forward to it right now and i think um i don't know i think we we started really strong and then um had a couple of tough ones, uh, but I think I think we're we're playing really well right now. So I'm I'm confident that we're we're gonna perform well. And and for you personally, I know you make the jump to number one singles now, and that's not to take away from what you did last year at number two. But you know, when you're playing number one, it doesn't matter if you're playing USC or UCSB. Uh, you're going to get an incredible match. Uh, what has that jump been like for you? Obviously, you had a ton of success at the ITF level, but being that top guy with that target on your chest, has it been different for you this season? Um, I actually was more excited uh, <laughs> for this season in terms of that because 
Last year, sometimes, even when we played, like, for example, this year, we played Oregon twice, and uh, Laurent's a really, really good player. And, I mean, I don't want to take away from their number two that I played last year, but it was a completely different matchup. And yeah. so I, I think, in general, that happened a lot. And, and so I really enjoy playing one, and, like, it, it brings a lot of responsibility, but also I really want, like, um, I don't know, playing really good guys and, and just testing how I'm playing and trying to new stuff and trying to, uh, you know, improve and, and playing the best competition. I think uh, the best players in college tennis are actually really good and there's a lot of um, tough competition. And, um, yeah, I've been really excited for this year. Well, I, I think you, you talk about that competition. For people who don't know, you are obviously from Argentina. Uh, you have all of the success you do in the junior uh, world, and yet for you, you decided, uh, I want to go play college tennis. I want to go to Stanford, uh, you know, experience college. Uh, it, we'll get back to your match with Virginia a little bit later, but just for you making that decision, uh, what went into that thought process? Um. Well, first of all, when I committed to school, I wasn't that successful. Um, I think I was I was a good player, but I didn't play that much. So um, I think it was a different um, idea. But obviously, when I before coming to school, I had a lot of success, and I could have totally decided to leave and go pro. But I think ultimately it was just a good education and and being able to be part of a team. And I was excited to to join Stanford because also um, meeting so many new people and 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 the uh, overall the academics and so many amazing people not only in the tennis team but overall it's just something i was really looking forward to and i think it, it obviously hasn't disappointed so far even going back a step further because your experience with tennis obviously is so different um being uh, not it from the united states what, what was it like for you growing up playing the sport you said you didn't play a lot of tennis do you mean by that you didn't play a lot of like international competitive tennis growing up yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't really play that many um, ITFs or anything um, because I was focusing on school. I always really cared about school. I guess that's another reason why I decided Stanford. Um, but I grew up on clay, which I don't particularly love. I think for my game style, it really helped me to develop, like being able to um, get into rallies and actually um, play longer points. Because I think if I had grown up in the U.S. or maybe somewhere else where, like, the style is a lot more offensive. I don't think I would even be able to play rallies anymore. Um, because, so I think that's that's really important. That really helped me from Argentina. Um, and then, like in general, like there's very tough competitors there, and that's that's helped me out a lot. And and I think um, helped me grow as a player and and be able to compete hard, which I enjoy a lot. Well, it's interesting you say that because to me, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong, you've got weapons. The big serve, the big forehand, the big backhand. I would believe you grew up on those hard, uh, you know, the fast, hard American courts. And it, it's so interesting for me to hear you say it because I'm curious developmentally coming to college, uh, what about the college game is different and what do you think, ha- how has it improved your game uh, since you've entered? Uh I think one of the things that, uh, obviously, when I grew up, I knew that my style was not the typical Argentinian player style. I always played the way I play now, but um, I didn't really get to uh, work on volleys or my coming in or like that type of, like my transition game as much. And I think I've improved that a ton since I got to school. And I think that's super important for my game style, too. And uh, college has been great for me in, in terms of that. Um, and so I think that's the biggest difference for me. Um, 
returns. I focused a little bit more on those uh, now that I got to school. Um, and I think that those those two things are the two things I've done most here. And then maybe some things like mess are um, kind of like the physicality of practice from back home. That was uh, a lot of fun for me. Well, you, you talk about that transition game. I think uh, a big thing about college tennis that really is different is the the amount of doubles you're you know at, you end up playing. Have you found college doubles to be maybe not equally, but definitely beneficial uh, in terms of that experience, getting to do that as much as you do? Yeah, totally. I think it's helpful um, learning how to play doubles. I feel like after four years in school, you really uh, completely, uh, change the way you play doubles. Uh, and, and I think I've been doing that for almost two years now. I'm about to finish my sophomore year. Um, and I think it's also important in terms of like, if you ever want to play pro playing doubles is always, uh, always good to first of all, get a feel for the place. So you can also get a, a few more reps. Um, I can't remember Was it McEnroe who said, I prefer playing doubles. So I don't have to practice more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think that would be me, but I, I still like the idea of playing a little more. That's fun. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And it, it's just, it, it's funny that you say it, you have, it helps with that experience given all of the double success you had in the juniors. Um, but just a, a, in general, in terms of the, the pathway to the professionals, uh, do you still think, you know, for players, because again, given the amount of success you had that you went to college is really interesting. Would you recommend it as a pathway for those who have a high level of success and are considering, uh, testing their talent on the pro circuit still just go do a few years in college? Um, I think now more than ever with all of that transition towards stuff, although it's not helpful for college players at all, because I, for example, at Stanford, couldn't really get to play tournaments during the year. And so while only playing in the summer, it's really hard to get out of it. Um, I still think it's really useful for you to develop your game, kind of like work on stuff that it's really hard to work on if you were like traveling 30 weeks a year. And then mostly, I think our bodies, even like the kids who actually made it my my age, like, I don't know, Felix or Dennis or whatever, all those kids got injured for a while. Um, like Felix was out last year for a while. And then when you're doing that and you don't have school, then that's, I think that's tougher on, on a younger kid. Um, so I, I would totally think it's a good idea, but also depends on, on I don't know, many, maybe other people have other priorities. So yeah. I, I just I don't think I'm person to decide for anyone, but I could totally recommend it. Sure. Well, I guess then to frame it like this, if you were giving advice, what would you tell uh, those players? Um, I would be, I would recommend going to school. Um, trying to have fun, enjoy the ride there. Not, not only the tennis part, there's a lot of other stuff in college that's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> you grow up as a person. Um, I, I, I believe my experience in college has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, and then I think there's much more than just tennis in life, and I think uh, some pros even say they, they wish they had a little uh, more of that in their lives, and I guess college is a the right time for for people to be able to do school just like other other things i guess uh and not just tennis and i think um and also figure out what you really want to do because i guess if you um jump straight into the pros and then don't really like it you don't have another option whereas if you go to school and you're like well i still want to do this then that really means you love it because you've explored other options so i think overall as a person it's almost uh a really really good decision i would say 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do want to talk about your time at Stanford, but one other junior Tennessee related question in your junior Wimbledon singles final, you lost to Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, who has now obviously had a couple of weeks of success on the pro tour. Uh, just for you to see all of these young guys your age having the success they are, uh, does it fuel your fire? Totally. Sometimes it's a little um, like, wow, this guy's doing so well and I'm, and I'm not playing, which is sometimes it's a little hard, but also other times it's like, if they did it, why can't I after I'm done with school? Um, so I think it's goes both ways um and it's up to me to be able to take it the positive way um and i think uh, it really helps me out to see them succeed and see what they've done because i played with them i've seen their uh routines and everything they do and i i know i can uh do the same thing i don't know if i would have the same results but Hopefully I would. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if your time at Stanford has shown anything, it's obviously you are an incredible tennis talent. I do want to ask, uh, you know, getting back to you mentioned a little bit earlier, school yeah. has always been important to you. So that that was a big choice in leading to Stanford. But, you know, why Stanford? Was it you went to Palo Alto and you're like, yep, this is the spot? Um, to be honest. Uh, I really always wanted a really, really, really good school. So I actually, when I was looking at schools, and as I told you, I wasn't as uh, well regarded by schools in terms of my tennis abilities. So I didn't really get recruited by uh, like any good schools other than Stanford. Uh, so I visited like good tennis schools. Um, so I visited some of the Ivies, and and I, I so I was really interested in like the academic side. Um, I actually remember that. I, I tried to go to I or I emailed some of the guys because I'm foreign so like they don't really know who I was I guess and I emailed USC so they didn't really respond um, so I I was interested in like a good combination um, but I guess Stanford was my best option overall even when I started and also they were the only ones who really wanted me to so that was, that was kind of my my decision process but obviously when I visited I loved it and right now I'm super happy with the decision but. I guess at the time, I didn't really have that many other options. No, I really appreciate your candidness and lucky for Coach uh, for Coach Goldstein that he found you and that he was able you know, to bring you into the fold. Now, I do want to ask because Stanford, obviously known for its reputation, an incredibly rigorous academic school. Um, for, for you, what was that adjustment like even before the tennis, just getting on that campus and having to balance what I can only imagine is t- a tough academic schedule? Yeah, well, for me, I think this year was actually a lot harder than last year. Freshman year, I was kind of able to get away from a lot of the hard classes because I didn't really know which major I wanted. And for the major that I kind of thought I was leaning towards, I didn't take as many hard classes. Um, And then this year, I really had to go through like most or actually all of the core for my major. And so um, that was a a, a very eye-opening. It was was hard um, taking two really hard classes at the same time. for all basically all this year, we have, we're in the quarter system, so I basically took um, two for every quarter that were really hard, um, and that was hard for me. Honestly, sometimes mostly fall quarter, which was the first time I actually took two really hard classes at the same time. I was very stressed. Um, I had a decent summer last summer, and I wanted to play more pro, and I couldn't really because of school. Um, and then during season, I was um, balancing that a lot. Um, I remember against uh who was it against oh yeah against usc the first time we played them i played horrible because i had a midterm like two days later i was so stressed um 
So, I, I mean, I didn't do a great job at all, all the time. Um, I guess I learned a lot about it uh, and from it. And I started doing a better job at towards the beginning. I really, really struggled. And it's kind of funny to say it was sophomore year. But honestly, in my experience, um, this was this was the hardest year in terms of academics. And so that was, that was hard. Um, but I think I also learned how much I like tennis, first of all, because of, um, you know, how much I wanted to play when I was studying so much. And then also, um, I guess I learned how to balance both. I think I did a, a better job as the season uh like progressed um and then i guess that's 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 a big learning experience i had at stanford yeah that's part of what makes college tennis so beneficial i think for so many people now i i will again mention uh want to talk about the tennis but also for you culturally going uh to stanford i i mean i know i think you spent time at img correct i did yeah i did like my the, my last year of juniors i did i was there since i think it was february march how, well, um, and then i was traveling with them i guess how was that and yeah. what was that like and then what was the experience like culturally just entering a college campus uh it was kind of different i think img actually helped me although it's like many people speak spanish there and it's like kind of like even the coaches i had there spoke to me in spanish so it's not the same at all um and it was very tennis focused because i also had finished high school and so my um, because we go from February to November in Argentina, and so um, I had nothing to do but play tennis. So that's obviously a very different experience. But still, I feel like I adapted a little more to U.S. and the cultures and that stuff. And and I guess it was good for me. But going into school, obviously um, having to balance school and and kind of I had I had done that before in high school, but not at that level. And so that was harder for me. Um, but I think it's always very good for you to be able to do that and get to be able to be like all in and whatever you're doing and it helped me a lot with like whenever I'm practicing I actually take care of, of business and and do a good job although I think I've always been pretty good about that it, it helped me um, enjoy that a lot more yeah and I mean it, it it speaks to the success you've had on the court of what it, it you know that you're able to have that much success you must be able to have success off the court as well put yourself in a position to succeed but enough with the boring stuff let's talk a little bit of tennis uh beyond yeah. even uh the transition you know uh academically socially all of those things what was it like for you? You jump onto a team, as you mentioned, Tom, Samir, Famba, Wilchinski, Will Jennison, Janenderer. Uh, what what was yeah. that that transition like? Did the tennis meet your expectations? What was the first dual match like for you, just that transition? Um, I actually don't remember who we played first that year. Um, I guess our first, like, kind of like my first really good experience of college was we played USDCLA at home. Like early on that year, before going to Illinois and before going to indoors, we won all those matches and it was a lot of fun. Um, actually, Tom and I were down like 5 1 in doubles in CSC and then came back. And then I won my singles match too. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think I enjoyed it. I embraced the team, uh, the team aspect of it. I had never been in a team because, as I said, I wasn't that good when I was younger, so I didn't really play for Argentina either. Either also my year is decent. It's pretty good. There's like some guys that are good in my year, so they never really chose me to play. <laughs> like the you know like the world thing or the junior like, Davis Cup or whatever. Yeah, that that stuff. I didn't play it. Um, and so, um, I think I, 
I really embraced it. And then obviously there were other harder times. Um, we lost four three to Wake, semis of indoors. Um, I think we could have won it if we had won that semis. Um, that was tough. That was my first loss in college and my first personal loss too. Um, and then uh, it's been very up and down. Obviously, like with combining it with school, sometimes it's hard with how hard Stanford is. But um, I think it was it was a lot of fun. And then last year we had a really good team, uh, like chemistry. We had a lot of fun together. I really uh, enjoyed Tom. Uh, we're really close friends, so we all miss him. He's actually here for this week, so we're we're excited to see him. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, just real quick to harp in on that run because that is really a you know awesome start to a college tennis career. You guys beat number twenty two Tulane, beat number five USC, number six UCLA, number ten Illinois, uh, twelve Baylor, four Georgia. What is it like uh, again when you're thrown into the team environment? You have played at the highest levels of the junior slams. Is there any comparison between the two? Um, I think it's different. Um, finals of women, I played in a huge stadium, and at one point it was pretty packed. So I think that's different. The feeling I remember the feeling of warming up. You know, when you you get out to warm ups in uh, juniors and pros, uh, and you don't go straight into a match. I remember like the sound of the first ball I hit in that stadium was crazy. Um, so that was that was, I think, unique. But then also playing for a team is kind of unique. I had my first this year. At four three, actually, I we were playing uh, Oregon. I won six in the third against Florida. That was really fun. I and then I think it's completely different, but it's it's also uh, kind of I like it. I liked it when it came down to me and be like, all right, this depends on me coming back because I was trying to break at that point. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, and I think in general, playing for a team, it's just like playing for more than yourself, and so sometimes that helps out a lot. Um, and I think. When we play at home, some of our friends come out. Um, I currently have a girlfriend, so she sometimes comes with us. She's in both in it. Um, and, yeah, that's that's a lot of fun, too. No, I that's mean, it's... You probably don't. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. You get a lot of cool video on YouTube of uh, your Stanford team. And, yeah, that stadium looks like a blast to play in front of. Yeah, no, it really is. We have a lot of fun there. Um, <laughs> the comments always kind of... Uh, they're um, kind of... Uh, ripping on one of our fans is really loud. He's a really nice guy. Back for <laughs> all those comments that he gets, um, he's the guy who goes, "Yes, Tom," and then this year, "Yes, Tom." <laughs> he's hilarious. Um, but no, it's fun. I we really like it. I think uh, the more people we get, the better. Um, but obviously, it's uh, unless we have really big matches, it's kind of tough to get a lot of people. But uh, it's always fun to play for the team. I think that's uh, the most. The, the thing that we get the most out of. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll end with some fun questions about your teammate, but I do want to ask you one thing about, you know, the pro yeah. tour and your pro aspirations. You mentioned the transition tour and all of the flux with that. So I imagine yeah. it's difficult to kind of schedule out when you can play, but, you know, coming into this season, you made a semifinals in Decatur. You won in Edwardsville, uh, started dabbling in the challenger tour as well. Yeah. How tough is it to balance the pro with the college and just in general, uh, do you still, though, is that still the end goal of getting out on pro tour? Yeah, well, it depends. I feel like, I mean, JJ played almost a full calendar, but it depends on the kid, um, depends on the school, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I don't really know everyone's uh, reality, but at least for me, it's really hard um, to play during school, honestly. Missing class, many classes, it's not that you lose or anything 
by missing class, it's more like you just don't learn it as well if you're not there, and it's so hard to, you know, to um, get back on pace because there's many kids who just do that. Obviously, they're getting jobs and stuff, but their main priority is school, and so it's really hard um, to do that. Uh, so I, for me, at least, it's really almost not a possibility to play while I'm in school. And so what I, I'm, at least my goal currently is to get ahead in units so I can take my senior fall off and then play six months straight, and then after that, see what how it goes after graduating after my senior year. Yeah, plan. That'll be that'll be that'll be my goal currently, but um, we'll see we'll see how things go this summer and how things go next year um long way to go but i'm excited oh you planned it out like a perfect stanford student it's good to see that college is uh that education's making a difference i like it well then uh yeah I, i'm you know just one more thing on the pro yeah. tour on the pro tour side uh for your summers uh you know this summer i don't know are you are you staying at school are you going to try and play how do you approach the summers with those uh with those goals in mind um, well, it kind of changed now with the transition tour thing. I think last year with the summer I had, I was kind of like good enough to make qualities of challengers. And that was kind of my goal to be able to play like those guys that are a little better and try to get into that level. But nah, I think that's not a possibility now because of the way the system works. Um, so I'll play uh, a couple of transition tour, um, matches and then tournaments. And then, um, I'm, I'm trying to get back home. I never really go home for a whole year. While I'm in school, so I, I, I miss it. So I hope I can. I can find time for that um, and then um, yeah I think that's my goal for so far for now considering I'm going to go back to school it's not like I'm uh, stressed about getting a huge amount of points but I wish I can at least stay in the system uh, so that's why I'm playing um, and then most more looking forward towards um, the other summer where I can actually play six months and see see if I can I can actually make a bigger difference there um, so now it's more about I think development and getting getting not getting kicked out of the system. <laughs> no, absolutely, and we look forward to getting to see you play this weekend in Virginia. All right, before yeah. I let you b- before I let you go, uh, I do want to do one more thing. That's of course our rapid fire segment. I want to run you through a series of questions, some uh, yeah. related to your teammates, some related to you. Just give you the run and sound good. Yeah. No, that's good. Some of my teammates are here listening to us. That's why at some points I was kind of laughing. Uh, they, <laughs> might, they might laugh if I say something funny about them. No, yeah. I, I always appreciate a good audience. That's why I didn't throw Samir under the bus. Uh, I would have, yeah, but uh, no. He was the one laughing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at some point I was kind of stuttering because so I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> no, of course. Well, look, you got to do what you got to do. But Westoff, if you could give me the uh, rapid fire sound effect, please. All right, well, let's start here then, Axel. Your favorite teammate to practice with? My f- oh, that's tough. I got three around me right now. I don't know who to choose. Um, None of them. Christian Contaxis. <laughs> oh. He's my favorite. He's my. He might. He's the funniest guy. That's why I said it now. But for like actual practice, um, I think we get really good practice with Will. No, I like it. I like that you answered the funniest as well. Well, then how about this? The teammate yeah. most likely to hook you to get under your skin. To hook me to get under my skin. That's tough. Um, Will Jennison. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, how about this? Favorite teammate to get dinner with? Um, Sam Turqueta. <laughs> Favorite to go out with? Sam Turqueta, by far. <laughs> Oh, I like it. All right, some non-team related ones. Favorite city in the world? Um, that's tough. Uh, Paris. 
I like favorite non-tennis athlete. Um, Manu Ginobili. Oh, good. I like that. I I guess the Argentinian. I I see it now. Where uh, you remember yeah. when they what they did, they get the FIBA gold, right? It was like twenty oh six something like uh, that. The Olympic gold. Or, oh yeah, Olympic gold. We won Olympics in two thousand four. We they uh, two thousand four. They beat the U.S. and then they did win the FIBA as well. But I forget when. Yeah, and yeah. So you were five during that gold medal. Yeah, I watched though. I remember watching. Yeah, with that Stanford oh, memory. That's probably one of my earliest memories, honestly. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's really cool. Um, well, then, how about this? Favorite meal off the court? Um, Argentinian asado. Oh, sounds delicious. I'm in. Um, yeah. Pre-game song? Um, wow, that's tough. It changed a lot. I would say... Ooh, which one should I say? I don't really know. Um, my heart. It's a song. It's like an electro song. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Will that be bumping before the Virginia match? Uh, we'll see. I don't know how what the pre-match routine is gonna look like in terms of like hitting and stuff. Because you know we don't get warm up, so we need to be really warm for. So I don't. I haven't done that that much in college because I'm hitting till like last second. So. Yeah, sure. Ooh, I, I forgot to ask this earlier, so this isn't a rapid fire, but with yeah. the changing of the format to the uh, round of 16, you guys travel to Virginia. I guess, one, what yeah. are your thoughts on that change? And then, two, how has it affected your team's preparation for this? Um, well, I I think I asked Goldie, your coach, like why they did it, and they said that when they did round of 16 in one site, sometimes – People playing like early to do like on the alternate side, it didn't really feel like round 16 NCAA because there's no one watching. So I guess that makes sense. Because um, if not, I didn't really know why they did it, but that makes sense. And I think that's good because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people for our match, I guess. So like, and and any other match. And it's it, sorry to cut you. It's also I think it was because the round of 16. If you played then and then you played the individuals, you'd play like 10 matches in 11 days or something crazy. So they're trying oh. to space it out a little more. And in case it yeah, rains. Well, I guess for us for school it's terrible though. Because <laughs> three weeks straight, but um, yeah. But I guess it's it's good for that. Um, well, if it were that, I would not have done it because I think it, you should be able to play 10 matches, but. Um, <laughs> Um, but I guess, yeah, I guess it's, a. I I think it's the other reason I think is really good. It's a very compelling reason. Um, but, uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to play here and I'm sure all the other matches are going to be a lot of fun to play in with like big crowds and, um, and honestly the top eight seeds earned the, the, uh, chance to play at home. So I think they deserve that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm a fan. I like the additional challenge. I wish my Michigan Wolverines were hosting. Unfortunately, they are not. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a cool thing. If it, I mean, it sucks for you guys because you're. It sounds like still in school. A lot of other teams have now finished school, so that's got to be nice for their teams. Um, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting change. I guess we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right, yeah. but another topic. Uh, another topic I didn't mention, and this is yeah. an interesting one. And I'm, uh, you don't have to call out any names or anything, but it feels like with social media, with more of these live streams being available, yeah. uh, hook the hooking that goes on in college tennis has become more transparent. There are more examples of it being spread around. I'm curious from yeah. your perspective. 
I guess, do you think there's an, a, a hooking problem in college tennis? And two, uh, you know, how would you deal with it? Do you think there should be repercussions for multiple-time offenders? What would you do? Um, I think the system is kind of against kids who can't see well, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> because I think I would rather make the, uh, the ref call it instead of the player. I think many close calls, what ends up happening in college is if a kid doesn't see it, they'll call it out because – then the, because then many refs don't overrule that much and so they're like I'd rather call it out because I'm gonna win the point and I think that's become really bad there's been um yeah there's been a uh one example that went live this year or went like viral this year uh play from Ohio State last year played from Wake so I think yeah uh, those were those were crazy but there's there's a lot that don't go viral but there it also happens a lot and I think um Personally, for example, um, sometimes if I make close calls, it's because I thought it was out. But then, um, I, like, if the ref called it in, I would totally respect it. So I think sometimes if, if the ref were to call it, that would be better. I think in juniors, I never had that problem with the ref because the ref calls it and that's it. Um, and so I don't know if making the players call their own calls with, with how it's been going on the last few years, I guess, um, it, it, it's not been... Uh, working I, because it's, it's, it's happened with many players. Um, but I would say some players have, have good intentions, some don't. Um, but there's definitely a problem with that. They should definitely do something about it. Well, that's the thing. When you and you know Brandon Holt are banging forehands cross-court, yeah, some are going to be really close to the corner. And it's going to be yeah. tough calls. So I totally agree. Like the, There are just tough calls. But it, it does get a little bit ridiculous. It's just Sometimes I guess when a match yeah. is – yeah, it's when a match is finished, that that matches line judge. Just go line judge another court. Like hop on until the I final agree. match when I, every line is covered. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. They do that in doves because they have six linemen and um, there's three doves matches, so there's always someone there. Um, but I think they should do something similar to singles or make the ref make the calls and then or ha- make everyone have the system where they can check it, which um, I think uh, USC Cal have, have that. I don't know how many other teams have, but those teams that we've played there have it. Um, and I think it, it helps. Um, and and I have no problem. For example, I remember playing USC. I got overruled in one of those calls, and I just didn't see it. Um, I think that helps out. And I think that's that's a good thing to have. And and I think they definitely need to change it because um, there's been there's been actually some really really bad calls. Those, those totally need to go away because it it takes takes away what um, one of the good things about college is like um, you know the student athlete thing and all that. And it, it, it's not. It's not the same image if kids are hooking. Um, I don't think it's a great thing. No, I, I completely add. If that's the takeaway from this podcast for our listeners, hooking, not a great thing. I completely agree yeah. with you. Um, but so uh, I, I do want to ask, you mentioned there, and I interviewed Brandon Holt earlier tonight. So this is the first two times I've heard about this. Yeah. They have a play site with challenges at USC. Uh, yeah, they, they, or like the the streaming or whatever. Yeah, they have it at USC and Cal that I know of. Maybe I'm forgetting someone else, but those two for sure because I remember awesome. having that uh, happen. Um, so basically, they have play set and then people can go check it, and you get three challenges per match. Um, and they there's been big calls that have been over. I remember uh, Will was the clincher against Cal when we played there. Uh, second serve, kid called it out, and it was overruled. And it was like I think it was like three all in the third, thirty fifteen or something. Those are big point, and I think that makes a difference. 
I agree with you. It would be really cool if we could see as many schools who could get that with use it as possible. But all right, my last question to you. You mentioned you guys played Virginia earlier in the year. They got you guys 4-2 at the indoors. Yeah. You guys won the doubles point, but then they just had a little bit too much in singles. Yeah. For our listeners at home who will be following along, I guess, A, why should they be watching your UVA-Stanford match? And then, B, what will it take for you guys to get the W this weekend? Um, I was listening to your guys analysis and i agree that um doubles is very important for us um i think we got the doubles last point but last time but they changed the lineup uh, we've changed it a decent amount this year but i think we're back to the same thing that, uh, that that we played at that point or very similar um and i think reasons why to watch i think it's just two teams that have historically been really good that are again in, in good shape there's many good matches that are going to happen i think um how many kids have won pro tournaments in this in this uh, thing? At least uh, they have two. Then I I did, and there's more. So like, there's it's players who can actually their games can translate in the pros. I guess um, so that's gonna be fun. Um, and then I think college tennis in general, with the no ad and with all that stuff, makes it a lot more exciting to watch as well. Um, and even if you don't understand or enjoy watching tennis really that much, I, I think it makes it a lot more fun and exciting and i think that should be that should be another thing uh another reason why to watch and then um well it's it's kind of uh we don't really know if we'll play indoors or outdoors because it might be raining um the conditions are different indoors than outdoors but we definitely look forward to, to playing here and uh obviously matches are going to be affected by that so i can't really tell about what's going to happen but um i'm looking play, uh, forward to playing my opponent again um, I had set points in the second set last time I played, and then in the first set it was deuce point at four all on his serve, and he hit a serve that hit the net and died. So I could have run up <laughs> right there. Um, I re- still remember that one. So it was a really close match. I'm looking forward to playing again. Um, those were two of the college rules yeah, happening at the same time again. You know, so. Um, <laughs> Um, no, it's it's funny you mentioned that. I remember that now that you mentioned because I was in Chicago. I I was watching that match. That's yeah. true. It was a net court ace on a deuce point, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a really oh. weak second serve, and then it hit the net. And yeah, um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that one back. Um, so it just should be an exciting match. He's a really good player, so I think. And there's many good matchups. I think Brandon and Alex have a good match. Um, Will's gonna have a good match, and everyone I think Samir played Unreal last time. I think he'll do that again. Um, so, or hopefully, um, and hopefully we can get out with a win. That would be fun. It's a, yeah, it's awesome. I, I lied. One more bonus question. When you're arguing with yeah. Samir, how often does he say, dude, I beat Alex Zverev? Dude, what? Does oh, he say, no, dude, always, I beat Alex Zverev? He's beaten like nine top hundred players. He's, he's got wins over like Rublev, Zverev, uh, <laughs> like all the Americans who are top hundred. He's beat all of them. Um, was he beat um damn i forget but he's got more he's uh, he's got crazy wins yeah but zverev is the most uh he beat chavalov too uh, he's got a lot of those so <laughs> we always tell him that we always tell him that he he made the wrong choice going into finance <laughs> yeah it would have made way more money come on uh that's so funny all right yeah. well axel thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast good luck to you and the entire team this weekend in virginia and yeah hopefully we'll get the chance to talk to you again soon yeah, thanks Thanks for having me. That was fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Take care. Can I get a go Cardinals out of you? Take care. Thanks. <laughs>